the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, not myself, but through Christ. I can do these things. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The sermon title is Live the New Life. There's new life today. Friend, if your life is stale, boring, you're you're tired of the same old, same old, I have news for you, or the Bible, Jesus has news for you. Jesus says in John chapter 3, verse 3, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. There's an experience that Jesus refers to that the Holy Spirit performs. It's called the born again experience. Born again into a new and joyous and victorious life. Hear this message and know, friend, you can have a life filled with joy and happiness all because of Jesus. Turn to the Lord Jesus. His word is true. He keeps his word. He will bless you and give you new life. We're going into the sanctuary at the Largo Community Church to hear the message. Open your heart and receive and experience new life in Jesus. Live the new life. I thought I should have put another word in that sermon title. Power to live the new life. Because we can't live it in ourselves. And yet we have all who have received Jesus, received new life, new life in him. This Christian experience that you received is called born again. It's called born from above. It's called a new creation. That's you. You've been born again. You've been born from above. You're a new creation. Isn't that amazing to think of that? What God has done for us? Now, Jesus created those words. He created that phrase. When he said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Do a little bit of review from last week. You must be born again. Nicodemus, the great theologian that he was, knowing the Old Testament law and a teacher of the Old Testament law, I'm sure his mind was working real fast. He thought, where have I heard that? Actually, I've never heard that. Where did that phrase come from. It certainly isn't in the Bible in the Old Testament. Jesus created it. I remember when I was in graduate school, we were going through a lesson and one of the students spoke up and he attempted to create a new word. And the professor called him down, said, you're not a PhD. You you can't create new words. Wait till you get to be a PhD. We all were 
very quiet. No one ever did attempt to create another word. But Jesus, the authority of heaven and earth, created a brand new word, and he's talking about you. It's an experience. It's not something you, you learn in a classroom. It's something that changes your life and changes your heart. Born again. Say it out loud. Born again. Born from above. A new creation. Have you had that? If you have, then rejoice in the Lord today and rejoice in him forevermore. It simply means that a brand new person has come into the world. A brand new person who had never existed before. Now, when you were born the first time, you were a brand new person, a little tiny baby, six pounds, eight pounds, nine pounds, brand new baby. A, a new person came into the world when, when your mother gave birth to you, a, a person that had never been here before. Now, Jesus said, you must be born again, simply meaning you're now going to have a second birth and become a brand new person coming into the world, a person who has never been here before. Whoa. Now, you have the same physique, the same body, the same chronological years, but there's something different now about your spirit, your soul, your thinking. You think differently. You behave differently. You have a new value system. You are a brand new creation. And this is what the Lord has done for you. He has done this because of his great love for us. I wish I could explain this experience. But I can't even explain my first birth into the world. But I'm here. And you're here. We don't need to explain it. We just need to enjoy it. And be blessed because of it. But it's the most wonderful experience. It's totally above. It it, it transcends the born again experience. It stands alone. I, I wish I had an illustration that I could illustrate what it is and compare it. Uh, some, but, but there's nothing that can impair it. That's why Nicodemus, this brilliant man, was having a, a difficult time. He, he thought, you know, a, a, a biological redo? What are you talking about? How can an old man enter the mother's womb and be born again? He was trying to figure it out. Friend, you don't have to figure it out. You just enjoy it. You just enjoy it. It's the blessing of God through Christ that comes to us. Now, some of those experiences of being born again are immediate and some are more progressive, but they're all the same. A new creation has happened. Mine was, uh, was immediate. I was at my grandmother's church on vacation. Uh, that, that church had Sunday morning services, had Sunday night services. The pastor gave an altar call after his sermon. I don't remember the sermon. I don't think I even remembered it that night. Friend, you don't have to even remember the sermon because the word of God brings the spirit of God. So the scripture says a wayfaring fool can come in off the street, sit in the service, the word of God go forth. He may not understand or she may not understand it, but the Holy Spirit begins to work wherever the word of God is going forth. The Holy Spirit. That's why we've got to get our kids in the sanctuary. We've got to get them in here. Last Sunday, we had an 8-year-old and a 15-year-old that came forward in the 11 o'clock service and received Christ and prayed the sinner's prayer with me. What a wonderful service it is. I doubt that they remember the service. I doubt they remember the sermon. I think they remember the service. 
Uh, they certainly couldn't explain what was going on, but they knew that Jesus was loving them and something beautiful was going on. Friend, I want you to be touched with something beautiful today. God is here to touch your life and to bring something beautiful into your life. That when you leave today, you'll say, wow, was it God good to me this morning? He's good all the time, isn't he? God is good all the time. Now, some of the experiences are immediate. Some of the experiences of being born again are progressive. Things are happening all along, and we don't know just when it may have happened, but we know that if we were to die tonight, we'd go to heaven. That assurance is in our heart, but we may not be able to go back and find a particular date. Well, choose your baptism when you were baptized in water. Let that be your birth certificate then. But drive a stake in history and say, I've been born again, and know that you have. Now, let's get to the message this morning. I just did a warm-up. Power to live this new life. This is a brand new person. This is a brand new life. A new lifestyle, a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a, a new value system. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. There was a man driving and he came up to the intersection and he, to a traffic light. And just as he got there, the light was green. But just as he got there, the light turned yellow, amber, and he slammed on his brakes and stopped. Well, there was a woman right behind him tailgating him. No, no, she didn't crash, but she almost did. Boy, she slammed on her brakes because she had all intention of making that light. Now, you, you know what I'm talking about. We've all done that, haven't we? It turned yellow and we accelerated, went on through. We've seen other people do it and we've learned from them. And so... We get through. <laughs> We're all learners, aren't we? Well, she slammed on her brakes. She dropped her cell phone. She dropped her makeup kit. And <laughs> she started screaming at that guy. Her windows were up. You can hear her even with the windows up. She was flipping him off and <laughs> saying the most terrible words to that man. And she wouldn't stop blowing the horn and just hollering and screaming and hollering and screaming. And then all of a sudden, there was a knock on her window and she turned. She looked up into the serious face of a police officer. He said, lady, would you get out of the car and put your hands up? He escorted her down to the police station. They photographed her. <laughs> they fingerprinted her. They searched her. And then they put her in a holding cell. Two hours later, another policeman came down and opened the cell and told her, said, you, you can go home, you can come on out. Escorted her up to the booking desk where the arresting officer was, and the arresting officer apologized. He said, ma'am, I, I have to apologize. I'm sorry. He said, we, I made a terrible mistake. He said, but he said, when I pulled up behind you, the way you were cuss, cursing, she, he said, you were cursing a blue streak screaming to the top of your voice that you wouldn't stop blowing your horn. And I looked down and, on, and, and, and I saw that it said, what would Jesus do? Bumper sticker. And then on the other side, it said, follow me to Sunday school. Bumper sticker. And then I looked at your license plate in that holder that holds the license plate. And it said, choose life. And then I looked on your trunk and there was the... <laughs> 
there was the, 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 the Christian fish. And he said, I just assumed, assumed that you had stolen the car. <laughs> Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, now I'm going to talk about several of those carryovers. One of the big ones is unforgiveness. That seems to be right at the top of the list. Forgiveness is simply releasing the debt that somebody owes you. Let me say it again. Listen up. Forgiveness is simply releasing somebody from the debt they owe you. They owe you an apology. Of course they do. And they should apologize. They, they owe you a confession. They need to ask for forgiveness. They really do because they really hurt you. They, they, they should do that. Uh, they need to come. They need to give you an explanation. But friend, let me tell you something. Are you listening to me? They're not going to apologize. They're not going to give you an explanation. And they're not going to ask you for forgiveness. Most of them. Some of them will. You know why? Some of them don't even know that they hurt your feelings. Some of those people don't even know you're carrying that unforgiving grudge. They don't even know it. They're footloose and fancy free, and you are the one that's in bondage. And they don't know you're in bondage. What are we going to do in those kinds of situations? Well, number one, we're going to need to choose to forgive. You and I have the power of choice. That's first and foremost. You have to choose to become a Christian. You have to Choose your mate in life. You have to choose whether or not you're going to take that job or not. Everything is a choice, and you have to choose. You have to say, God, I don't feel like it. I don't want to, but I choose to be a forgiving person. That's first and foremost you're going to have to choose. Secondly, you're going to have to confess. Now, when you confess to the Lord that unforgiving spirit, you have to do it out loud. Now, you can do it in your thoughts. And you can excuse yourself, but you need to say it out loud. And when you say it out loud, you need to name that person. And thirdly, you need to ask for power. You can't do it. If you could have done it, that is, if you had the power to forgive, you'd have done it 10 years ago, 30 years ago. But you have to say, Lord, I don't have the power to do it. But the power that Jesus had when he was on the cross, he had spatial power to pray the prayer 
of forgiveness for his enemies. Now, he gives you something inside of him, his power, his power. So now you can pray it in all sincerity, not in your power, because as I said, if you could have done it, you'd have done it 10 years ago. But now in his power, listen, in his power, in his power. But you have to ask, ask and you'll receive and God's blessing will be on you. And when that happens, you know, when you forgive somebody, you set that person, you set a person free yourself. That person might not even know you're carrying that feeling. They may not even know it. That's immaterial. You know it. And you're the one that comes to the altar for communion. You're the one that says you've been born again. You know it. And so that person may never know it, but you know it and you are now free. You've set yourself free. It's Jesus who brings you his power and his strength. Now you know the way, don't you? Then there are habits. Some of these habits come back, or they try to come back. They try to assert themselves again. Well, one time you were a slave to that habit. You kept giving in to that habit, and here it comes back trying to regain control over you again. Go to Jesus. Always go to Jesus. Let me say it again. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Tell him, Lord I'm a Christian. You saved me. You came into my heart. I want to live with you. I want to live the new life, the born-again life. But here's that habit. It keeps coming back. I I enjoyed it. At least I thought I did all those years before I was saved. For years, that habit has ingrained itself in me. And now I've come over into the new life, and that habit wants to come back. I thought I was rid of it, Lord. I thought it was gone. But here it is again. God, give me power. Give me power. Give me strength. Tell it to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then secondly, after you told it to him the first time, secondly, tell him again. Friend, we are in a spiritual warfare. And we have to fight this battle repeatedly. And so you tell him, and you tell him, and you tell him, and you tell him a dozen times if it takes that long, or a hundred times. But you keep going back to the Lord, and you keep telling him until that habit completely loses its power and its strength over you. Tell him about it. And then find a scripture verse. Fight the battle of faith with the sword of the Spirit. God has given each one of us weapons, the weapon of prayer, the weapon of faith, but the weapon of the Word of God. Listen to this. Listen, are you listening? All right, Romans 8, 37. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus Christ who loved us. Despite all of these things. And then you can can read that scripture. Put it on a three by five card. Tape it on the dashboard of your car. Put it in your pocket, in your purse. Bring it out and read it several times during the day until you have memorized it. Here's another one, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ. I can forgive my enemies through Christ. I can break that habit through Christ. I I can change that negative thinking through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, not myself, but through Christ. I can do these things. I can overcome and live in wonderful victory in the Lord. Friend, God loves you. I love you. I want to help you. And I'm doing my best today to help you to know how to move forward and live a wonderful, victorious, happy life and not be tormented and not become enslaved again. And 
the worry habit, various behaviors. Now, there's power and authority in the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives power and he gives authority. The scripture says in 10, Luke 10, 19 and 20, here's what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I saw him fall. Friend, he's trying to resurrect himself. He's trying to act like Jesus. He's trying to come alive again in your life. Don't allow it to happen. Go to prayer. Go to the word of God. Come to the holy altar. Fight, fight, fight in the name of Jesus. You'll overcome. It won't be long. You'll be, you'll be an overcomer. Jesus said, I saw Satan as lightning fallen from heaven. And then he said to his disciples, are you a disciple? A follower of Jesus? He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Now, this is what happens. When a thought comes, a negative thought, it's like that serpent or a scorpion, like the serpent biting you or a, serpent or a scorpion stinging you. Every time that thought comes, it releases a little shot of poison into your spiritual life. Next time it comes, a little shot of poison into your spiritual life. There are a lot of spiritually sick Christians today. Not physically. I'm not talking about physically. I mean, they're weak in their faith. They're weak in their worship and their church attendance. They're just weak, discouraged, defeated, sad Christians. The joy of the Lord isn't there because they haven't gotten the victory over some of those past experiences that are so ingrained. They keep coming back. But my friends, there's a devil out there trying to sink his fangs back into you. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Of course I don't know. But he's going to have you complaining. That person doesn't understand. That person does me wrong. That person, that person. Somebody said, if it weren't for people, this world wouldn't be a bad place to live in. (laughs) It's people who cause all the problems. I'm glad you don't cause any problems to anybody, though. Friend, God will help you to keep your mouth shut. If you're going to open your mouth, open it to him and him alone. I could shout over that one. (laughs) Talk to Jesus. Don't go home and discourage your husband by, by spilling out all of that garbage onto him or your mother or your daughter or somebody else in the church. Don't do that. The devil has shot poison into you, and now from your mouth, your tongue, you're shooting poison into somebody else. Don't carry on the work of Satan. Become a new creature, a new creation, a born again, a born from above, and rejoice in the Lord. You cannot, listen... You cannot rejoice and be bellyaching at the same time. You can't do it. But there's victory in Jesus for every child of God here this morning. Listen to what the scripture says. The God of peace. The God of peace. Hey, he's a God of peace. Make sure you're a woman of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. Anybody can complain. Anybody can have a negative thought and then spill that negative thought out. Friend, you're destroying your own church life, your own happiness, and eventually your ministry will go down the tubes also. God has spoken. Have you heard the word of God? The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Did you hear that one? Romans 16, 20, Jesus crushed 
the head of the serpent, and now you can stomp the serpent's head. You can forgive. You can move beyond those old habits. You can go beyond those negative thinkings. You can live beyond negative behavior. You can do it in his power. Come to this table. Confess. Talk to the Lord. Open your heart. Say it out loud. Let the victory begin today. You may have to fight it tomorrow. may have to fight it again next Sunday. But I'll tell you, you know, I've done a lot of study in psychology. I'm told that any habit can be broken within 60 days. But we give up after six hours. <laughs> if we don't get it right now. But friend, it's a spiritual warfare. Fight the good fight of faith. Stomp the serpent's head. Be the child of God you are and let the joy of the Lord reign in your life. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.